I'm Victoria, a Catholic wedding photographer. And I'm Joe, a Catholic wedding videographer and photographer. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage. As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day. All the stresses and obstacles, and we're here to help you through it all. In this podcast, we'll cover topics like planning out a timeline, Catholic wedding traditions, and more. Our hope is that you'll find this podcast helpful in both your wedding planning and marriage preparation. Know that we are praying for you and your fiancé as you plan and prepare. Welcome Welcome to the Catholic Catholic Wedding Wedding Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Catholic Wedding Podcast. I am joined here today with uh, my friend Joe, as always, and we're joined today with a new friend, Rochelle, and we are talking all about um, like tips from the like perspective of a parish wedding coordinator, which I'm really excited about because this will be kind of a new perspective. We've talked a lot of different tips from wedding planners and from vendors. But this is going to be, yeah, I think just a different perspective um, and hopefully like a lot of great little tips along the way. So thank you so yeah. much for being on the podcast. Can you please introduce yourself for our guests? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, I'm Rochelle Redding and I live uh, just outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, my fiance and I are getting married next May. Um, and up until I became engaged, I was a wedding coordinator for our parish for about two years. Oh, awesome. Well, A, congrats. Thank you. That's very exciting to be on the opposite side of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You'll have like both perspectives after you're done. So that's pretty neat. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So like I mentioned before, we're going to be talking about like all the different tips from the perspective of a parish wedding coordinator. So I know you mentioned you're not in that role anymore, but you have been for a couple of years. So I'm sure you've learned a lot along the way and have a lot of advice for our brides. So we're really excited to have you. Um, But can you first kind of share like what is the role of a parish wedding coordinator? And also like how does a couple know if they should go like with wedding related questions to you or to their priest or um, someone else in the parish? Like kind of, how does that all work? Yeah. Great question. So um, I, it'll depend parish to parish and diocese to diocese, but um, at least the experience that I've had is uh, the, the coordinators typically assign much closer to the wedding dates. So typically there's either the priest or whoever is on like full-time staff that's managing kind of the sacrament prep. That's kind of a main point of contact for couples. But once you get down to like that nitty gritty final details, typically when someone like a coordinator would step in to start helping in terms of like, what time does the church need to be unlocked? And like, where do things need to be set up? And any of those like truly like weekend of logistics. Uh, Sometimes coordinators also run the rehearsal, depending on if um, your priest or officiant is available or not. So um, I mainly think of the coordinators like the person with the keys the weekend of that can troubleshoot any last minute challenges with everyone. That makes a lot of sense. And there's been some parish wedding coordinators that have just been like so amazing. I was in Seattle for a wedding this year and the coordinator there was just awesome. And she just like helped with any questions. She was very, she ran it very smoothly. She kept us in the loop of like how long we could stay after, um, after everything was wrapping up and how much time we had left so that we made sure that we got everything that we needed. And yeah, she was great. So it can, it can really help from like a vendor perspective too, to just have like another point person who knows like where everything is and all of the rules as well. Um, so I definitely yeah. kind of appreciate that. 
Yeah, especially since a lot of the vendors may never have worked at that parish before. Mm -hmm. So they may Mm -hmm. not know, hey, we're supposed to do like a first prayer in the chapel. Where is that? How do we get in there? Mm -hmm. So that's always super helpful to have somebody that's like a point of contact to go to to say like, okay, I know that they're going to know where it is. I know that they're going to be able to let us in and kind of coordinate, you know, how to get the bride there without being seen or whatever. They also might know like different hidden gems because I know we were going to do like a first touch and they, she showed me a few different areas that I didn't even realize existed um, or that were available to us. That way, you know, we could kind of have a, a little bit more of a private moment, which I really appreciated. Right. Yeah. The the people in the coordinator role often know the parish like the back of their hand. So mm-hmm. taking advantage yeah. of that knowledge, both for the couple and the vendors, um, and can kind of lower the pressure that the priest doesn't need to be there, you know, six hours ahead of time mm-hmm. and someone else can kind of support in the way. Yeah, that's awesome. During the time of engagement, what are some things that a couple can do to make it easier on you or where, you know, wherever they're getting married? Kind of a a general thing is just ask the questions that you have. Um, It might be silly. It might be something a little different, but just ask the question. And um, it's a lot easier to accommodate things that are slightly different if there's kind of heads up and time to plan accordingly, especially if there's a lot going on in the parish. But um, we've used like different rooms for getting ready or things like that based off the size of a party. Um, but we we kind of need to know that so we can make sure that all the groups have the right size spaces for what they need for the day. Um, I'd say also just communicating with your vendors ahead of time of any expectations that your parish might have so that everyone kind of walks in on the same page of and there aren't any surprises of what is and is not acceptable. Um, and then it, it might sound silly, but turn in your paperwork, please. Um, especially things like marriage licenses, baptismal certificates, any additional paperwork. Um, the parish office has a lot of steps they need to take um, to get that all finalized with the diocese and things like that. So um, giving them the time to process that is really helpful. Yeah, that's a good reminder about like the space thing, because I think sometimes couples forget that yes, it's your wedding day, but your parish is still a parish. And so there's still parish life that is happening. So it might be a Saturday, but there might be some kind of faith formation activity for all of the second graders who are preparing for first communion, or there might Mm -hmm. be a, I don't know, some other, the old lady knitting club or something. So (laughs) it's important for couples to remember like, hey, your parish is still an active functioning parish that's full of life hopefully right and so Mm -hmm. there might be other people there that are not necessarily there for your wedding so yeah communicate what your expectations are or how many you have so that way you know what space the wedding coordinator needs to reserve for you Right. Yep. And, that's huge. and the space of like, if you want to try to get ready at like the church, I know I've had couples where they get ready. There's like, you know, either classrooms or some other like rooms where they can get ready at the church, which is pretty convenient, but not every church has that kind of space for you, or it's not the best as far as like, from like a photography standpoint as well. So it's important to kind of like, take a look at what is available if it does make sense. And if, how early you're able to get there. Cause I've also had couples where they're like, oh yeah, I'm just going to get there from the start. And their church is like, no, you can only get here like an hour or two before the wedding, you know, time. So, cause there's other things happening, like you mentioned Joe. So yeah, just communicating, I think is just really, really important all across the board. 
Yeah. And some parishes I know have, like you said, like written rules about, and I mean, we're coming from the photo video perspective, but some parishes do have like written rules, like, Hey, here are the expectations for photographers and videographers at the wedding mass, which is so helpful for us. I mean, obviously for people like Victoria and I who shoot Catholic weddings all the time, like, yes, we kind of know standard practice. Right. Um, but if you, if you're having another vendor, who's maybe never shot a Catholic wedding before making sure that you're relaying, Hey, the church says, here's a list of the rules and where you can and can't go, where you can and can't plug in um, and passing that along. That is hugely helpful for not just communicating with your parish, but also communicating that onward to your vendors is super helpful too, just to make sure that all of the vendors are on the same page for your wedding day, which is just the best way to make sure that everything is as smooth and efficient as possible. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, so what about some things so that was kind of like during engagement, but what about things that the couple can do to make their actual like wedding ceremony go smoothly from like a parish coordinator perspective? Yeah. Um, I'd say uh, one that's come in handy is have a backup plan. If you have any kids, even up to like middle school age that are involved and it's not just flower girls, it's also anyone doing readings or bringing up gifts. Like they may be all gung-ho about doing it up until that moment. So having having some backup plan so that they don't feel, you know, embarrassed or nervous about it, but also that the, the ceremony continues to move smoothly is really helpful. Um, and then uh, another thing is every couple may need special accommodations for either themselves or someone that's attending, whether it's, you know, low gluten hosts or space for wheelchairs or whatever it may be, just communicating that ahead of time can kind of relieve any kind of awkward moments of figuring out where a family member that needs assistance can actually be seated and things like that. So communicating some of that ahead of time so that everyone can enjoy the ceremony to the fullest. Um, And then kind of silly, I don't know if you guys have seen this during ceremonies, but um, when a couple is exchanging their rings, sometimes they can't always get it all the way on their spouse's finger, like over that last knuckle um, on their own. And that's totally okay. just I always tell couples like push as far as you can, but it's okay if you know the spouse that it's going on their hand helps get it over that last knuckle. It happens all the time. We're all warm and excited and sweaty, um, but just yeah, take it slow. Don't stress about it. You can help each other out. That's so funny. I almost put the ring on the wrong finger <laughs> of my husband because it's like opposite and I'm like so nervous and I'm accidentally like put starting to put it on his like pointer finger and then he's like looking at me and like points <laughs> to the ring finger. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, Nobody else really saw that, but I like, I will always remember that. <laughs> That's so cute. Which I feel like we get this question a lot. I mean, this is like kind of tangentially related, but about rings, which is like ladies wear do I put my, where do you put your engagement ring? And I always tell them you can either leave it on your left hand on your ring finger, your um, wedding band will go on top of it and then just flip them after the ceremony or move your ring to your right hand on your ring finger. And then your wedding band will go on your left and then you can move your engagement yeah. ring. Afterwards. But I feel like I get that question all the time. And it's mm-hmm. usually like right before the ceremony, they're like, what do I do about my ring? I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Don't worry. Here yeah. you are. Yep. so that's too funny um okay so kind of along that vein too like what are some things that like most couples just totally forget about or forget to prepare when it comes down to the rehearsal or like when things are getting down to the wire that they get to the rehearsal and they're like oh no I have to do xyz yeah great question um 
I really appreciate that uh, my parish, they have a form that every couple fills out like a month before their wedding that includes what order everyone's processing in. Um, and I love that it's written down and then it makes it a lot easier. You don't have to memorize who's walking with who and in what order. You can just read it off the sheet so you don't have to remember not only just the bridal party, but also anyone that's kind of processing in prior that you also know who's escorting various family members down the aisle and that everyone's on the same page about what that looks like. So um, I find that to be really handy to kind of relieve some of that night of day of pressure. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, along similar veins, know who's going to be doing all of the readings and bringing up the gifts and like any other roles that might be available to you. Like our parish has an enormous cross that like a full grown adult has to carry in for the processional. So finding who that person is going to be if you so choose um, and things like that, like just have a plan and also make sure that they know that they're going to have those roles um, so that they're prepared for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I also feel like if you know ahead of time as a couple and you'd like submit that to the parish, then it's less awkward the night of if somebody's like, wait, I have to walk down or I I, I didn't even get, I haven't gotten my reading yet. Or wait, wait, yeah. you want me to alter serve? I haven't alter served at this parish before or something. So mm -hmm. knowing ahead of time and preparing the people in your bridal party is important. <laughs> and I feel like I've seen it more often where people are trying to figure that out, like the day before the wedding, like at the rehearsal, I've definitely seen people scrambling or who's walking the mom down the aisle, you know, mother of the bride <laughs> down the aisle. And it's like, oh, well, all the brothers are in the bridal party, but then, you know, and it's just like this kind of weird situation and it all works out. People figure it out. But like you said, if you figure that out ahead of time, when you're not like pressured to figure it out right the second think you yeah. can kind of have a little bit more clarity and it just kind of helps keep everything a little bit smoother, yeah. which I really right. appreciate as well. Or if grandma wants to walk and you don't know that she wants to walk. And so she makes a big fuss about wanting to walk and you're like, mm -hmm. well, I wasn't planning on it or, you know, yeah. just things to think about. Cause I know that was something that my grandma like dumped on me, the rehearsal. She was like, yeah, I kind of want to walk. And I'm like, uh, well, uh, do I have time in the song? Do I have somebody to walk you down? And if you walk down, then the other grandma needs to walk down. And mm -hmm. how, yeah, so if you can think about those things and plan ahead, then you're setting yourself up for success for rehearsal on wedding day. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I think the other last thing that comes to mind is um, sometimes priests will ask in advance how you'd like to be introduced, but um, think, think about that ahead of time, especially if you're merging last names or what have you like just um communicating how you would like to be introduced at the end of the ceremony can be a really helpful thing yeah and what we mean by that is like do you want to be mr and mrs joanna and cole or cole and joanna you know schnitzer do you want to be introduced as mr and mrs schnitzer do you want to be introduced as you know whatever whatever you decide is fine but make sure you know exactly what it is and, and tell your priest that Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what about like, what are some ways that couples can prepare their non-Catholic bridal party members or also like non-Catholic guests for their ceremony? Yeah, there's a couple of different options um, and it's great to have them kind of throughout the journey. So um, people can have a couple of different touch points. If you have a wedding website, it's a great thing to put in there somewhere on like question and answer or something like that. Just saying like, this will be a Catholic mass. Everyone's welcome. Um, 
And then it can also be a great place to make comments about like any expectations for dress code mm -hmm. and just a short explanation about in, um, communion and who who is invited to participate in communion and in what ways. Um, and also like how to respectfully not receive if you are not in a state of grace or part of the Catholic Church. Um, and then for those that are attending the rehearsal, that can be a great kind of practice run through a good portion of the ceremony in the Mass. Um, and then also just making sure that you let people know that they can ask you questions mm -hmm. as you get closer to the wedding so that if people are hesitant about anything about attending a Catholic ceremony, that they can ask those questions to the couple. Yeah, no, I think that's really great. I think especially having it in a couple different touch points, like you mentioned, I know for us, we had like a dress code that we like included in our, like as part of our invitation, but then we also had it on our wedding website as well. That way it was just kind of like in a few different areas. And I, I think, I feel like the wedding website is super helpful anyways, because a lot of times people like misplace your invitation and, you know, they're looking at trying to figure out, you know, what time things start or, you know, whatever it might be, or trying to like RSVP and the wedding website is just super helpful for a lot of like touch points. You can just pull it up on your phone on the day of get the addresses and you're good to go. So I really, I really encourage all the couples to do that. I think it's really helpful. Yeah. Are there things that are helpful for a couple to include in their program for wedding day? Yeah, I I love programs that have helpful information in them. Sometimes couples will keep it really, really simple. And it's just kind of a single sheet paper that just says who's in the bridal party and that this is a Catholic mass. Um, but when you include information like when when the congregation would be sitting and standing and kneeling mm -hmm. if their faith and health allows them to do so, um, are really helpful cues so people feel comfortable kind of participating physically in the ceremony. Um, including the information again in the program about communion. Um, often whoever is officiating will also communicate that verbally, but it's helpful to also have that written down mm -hmm. um, for people. And then um, if you want people to really actively sing, it's great to include the words to any hymns so that people can participate in that way as well. Yeah, I've actually seen couples that will include the music too, like the sheet music mm -hmm. for the songs too, which I think oh, is... Wow. Is awesome. I mean, it makes for a, a little bit of a heftier program, but uh, it's it's also just a really beautiful, you know, way to to really fully invite people and in, to participate in all ways, shapes, and forms. I actually had a priest one. Well, actually, it was at our wedding, but he when he was doing his little spiel. This is just a funny random story. When he was doing his spiel about um, receiving communion before um, he was administering Eucharist. Uh, he was saying something along the lines of like, you know, explaining, you know, if you're Catholic in a state of grace, welcome you, blah, blah, blah. If you're not in a state of grace or your faith, whatever, cross your arms. And he goes, yeah. And if you're, if you're not, uh, if you're not Catholic and, or you haven't received your first communion, we're not looking to give that to you today. So <laughs> please come up for a blessing, but, uh, we're not here to make you Catholic today. That's a different sacrament. And we can talk after the ceremony mm -hmm. if you're interested, mm -hmm. but it was just funny. And I think it kind of like made everybody chuckle and it like put everybody at ease for those who maybe weren't comfortable with communion or hadn't seen it before or you know whatever um yeah it was just kind of like a funny little thing anyway yeah, yeah. 
No, I think all that's really helpful to have in the program. And I know for me, um, so I go to Latin mass and a lot of the weddings that I photograph are that as well, which is like very new to a lot of people. So I know that a lot of people will have, even their parishes have um, like specific, like kind of missiles, like different programs basically um, that include kind of what's going on because this is in Latin now. Nobody knows like what's going on really if you're not familiar with it. So it has the Latin and it has the English translation, which is just really helpful to follow along. It also has when you stand, when you sit, kind of what's going on an explanation of different like blessings that are happening. So it can just be really helpful to have that as a guide rather than your guests kind of just sitting there kind of just waiting for it to be over. I feel like it helps them to just have a better understanding of what's happening. So I really appreciate when couples have that because I feel like it just helps their guests a lot. That's awesome. Okay. Well, uh, we have one more question to ask you, which we ask this to all of our guests, but what is one piece of advice that you would give to a newly engaged couple? Yeah. Uh, for myself and a number of uh, engaged couples around us, we've found that um, we really re wish we had knew, known earlier on um, to start discerning NFP in terms of what method earlier. Um, just knowing now that it takes about six cycles to really start to understand what your body's doing with any of these methods, um, that it's great to plan not only enough time for those six cycles, but also to learn a program and to find an instructor and to really discern what's right for both members of the couple. Um, so giving yourself enough time to do that. Obviously, you don't need, you know, all six if you don't have enough time, if it's a short engagement, you can roll with whatever timeline you have. Um, but if you have the time, start discerning that earlier rather than later. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on here. Um, where can people find you to like ask more questions about like parish coordinator or even just like engagement in general? Yeah, um, I'm on the Catholic Bride, uh, Catholic Wedding Facebook group. So that'd probably be the best place to reach out to me. Sweet. Awesome. And that group is starting to blow up I know. on Facebook. <laughs> I texted Victoria yesterday. I was like, did you make an announcement or something? Because I literally have like... 57 emails from people who joined in the last hour. Like what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it is definitely blowing up. It's kind of amazing. I'm, I'm really glad though. Yeah. Um, well, thank you but so much for being on here. We're so grateful to have you share kind of a little bit of your um, advice and wisdom from your perspective. So I really hope that this is helpful to all of our listeners. Yeah. Thanks so much, Rochelle. And if you're not following us already, you can follow us along on Catholic Wedding Podcast on Instagram or like Victoria said, the Catholic Bride Facebook group. We're both, well, all three of us are in there. Um, yeah. So we're praying for you as you prepare for marriage. And thank you so much, Rochelle, for your time. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys. Take care. <laughs>